With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, I think we're all a little shocked when we found out that Alex Volkanovsky, Alex the Great as we call him here, the lightweight champion, was going to take on a fight uh, with just 11 days notice up against Islam Makachev, who previously beat him earlier this year. It is incredible. It set the UFC up for a huge Sunday morning our time. Damon Martin is the news editor at MMA Fighting, a deeply respected voice in MMA, and I'm happy to say that he's on the line. G'day, Damon. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure. Uh, we're a little shocked. Were you a little shocked uh, on the back of what Alex Volkanovsky did in accepting this fight? I was I was quite shocked. Uh, very, very, you know, fighters falling out of big fights due to injuries or in Charles Oliveira's case, it was a pretty nasty cut. It's not that uncommon. It's really uncommon to see a champion of Alexander Volkanovsky's status step in and replace him at short notice, uh, especially on 11 days notice. So, yeah, very shocking. And I would argue the UFC uh, kind of won in this whole thing because uh, they got an even bigger fight out of it. And it's the rematch of the fight uh, from February earlier this year. That was a loss. It was a unanimous points decision uh, against Volkanovski. What do you think or do you think that he can turn the tables this uh, time around and why? Well, a couple of things. First off, I think spending five rounds with Islam makes all the difference in the world. When you step in there for the first time with a guy – you don't know for sure what to expect. How strong is he going to be? How good is his wrestling? Uh, how strong are his punches? Things like that. And now Alex has spent 25 minutes in the cage with him. He knows all that going in this time. So any slight second guessing he may have had in that first fight uh, will really pay off because now he knows, hey, I can I can muscle this guy in the right positions. I can stop his takedowns. I can get up from the ground if he takes me down. Uh, so I think those are advantages. And I also think, you know, remember, Islam hasn't fought since then. Islam fought Alex in February. He hasn't fought since then, whereas Alex went out and absolutely obliterated a top featherweight in Yair Rodriguez. So I think that yeah. activity will help him as well. He went out there and absolutely decimated a really, really good fighter. So I think both of those factors are playing in Alex's favor going into this one. I just read an article about Alex and his preparation and the, the amount of weight that he has to lose for this one, it's it's not exorbitant and you wouldn't expect that within 11 days. Can can 11 days be an advantage somehow in that he is, I think the, the term used, would, he was um, full of energy as opposed to having to work so hard during the course of a, an extended camp. Can that work in his favour, Damon? It can. And there's one great example to, to point to how this works, and that's when Michael Bisping took a title fight against Luke Rockhold in 10 days notice a few years ago at UFC 199. You know, Michael had talked about it many times that, you know, he killed himself during training camp. He kind of burned himself out. And by the time he got to the fight, a lot of times he was just like, you know, he was kind of running on fumes a little bit, not going through that, not going through the rigors of a full training camp weirdly helped him. And he went in there with full confidence and had, kind of had nothing to lose. And, and he knocked out Luke Rockhold in the first round. Now, 
I don't know that, you know, Alex is going to go in there and pull off that kind of a victory because I think Islam is a different guy than Luke Rockhold, but there is, there are advantages. I mean, Alex just being in the gym training and, and staying in shape doesn't, isn't doing the damage that a full, you know, six or eight week training camp does to a body. That's where you yeah. really tear yourself apart getting ready. So weirdly, yeah, it, it can work to his advantage. Uh, one of the things we read about with this, with Alex, and, and I'm sure when you get the call from UFC and say, hey, we want you to take on this fight, this high-profile fight with such a short period of time, it gives you a lot of leverage when it comes to negotiation of new contracts. That has happened for Alex. Apparently, he's been rewarded for that, and there's no surprise on that. Do you have any ideas about what that might look like exactly for Alex Volkanovsky, Damon? You know, I don't know numbers, but I would imagine it's a pretty hefty increase. You have to realize, you know, Alex was probably already one of the higher paid guys on the roster as a, as a multi-time defending champion. Uh, but then when you step up and save an event like this, the UFC is very apt to, you know, put down a, a pretty hefty number. So I would imagine uh, he got paid really well and he got a new contract that will pay him very well going forward. I don't know specifics, but I do know... I spoke to Islam Makachev's inter, uh, manager, Ali Abdelaziz, today, and he said that when they got the call from the UFC, the deal was done within 24 hours. There was no hard yeah. negotiating. There was no you know, back and forth. Within 24 hours, Alex had agreed, Islam had agreed, and everyone got paid. So it seems like the UFC came to the table with a pretty hefty offer to say, hey, we need you. Here's what we're willing to pay you. And it sounds like everyone was happy. Yeah, and look, we're obviously very happy because he's such a hugely popular figure for all sorts of reasons, for his dominance and certainly the way he carries himself. But I'm just starting to look at him overall, and I'm looking at longest reigning champions, and he's entered into the top 10 with 1,398 days as the champion. He's had five defences now. That's starting to get him top of the most consecutive title defences. Where are we starting to think about Alex Volkanovsky? overall, Damon, as, as a truly great MMA fighter? Well, I already put him at the top as far as the greatest featherweight of all time, and I know that may be a slightly controversial take because Jose Aldo is amazing, but, you know, Alex beat him, and he's defended his title, and I would argue that Alex has been more dominant during his reign than, than even Jose Aldo was. So I think he's already cemented as the greatest featherweight of all time when you consider the yeah. wins over Max Holloway, uh, everything he's done, I think he's there. So now we're talking about where does he fit into the greatest pound-for-pound -pound fighters of all time. And I think if he can go out and beat Islam Makachev in this rematch after taking him to a very close decision back in February, I think we're, you know, we're not only talking about him being the number one pound-for-pound -pound fighter in the world now, but we're talking about, you know, that all-time kind of status because it's so rare to achieve these kind of goals. I mean, the list is, you know, you can pretty much count it on one hand, the amount of people who have done it. So yeah, yeah. he's, he's going to enter that conversation pretty easily. 5am Sydney time. It'll be on Sunday morning. So we are looking this one coming to you live from Abu Dhabi. I want to ask you more generally, Damon, about the USADA, uh, whether they're the inclusion or exclusion from UFC that, we know with the merger between WWE and UFC, there's probably a, a little shift towards entertainment than there is towards sport. What was your take on this? And what, what are the implications for some of the big current or former stars of UFC? 
You know, I, I think in the long run, it's not really going to change much. You know, the UFC already announced that they've got a new anti-doping partner. It's just not the United States Anti-Doping Agency. They're working with the same uh, drug collection, sample collection group that does it for the NFL here in the United States, the NBA, Major League Baseball, you know, all the major sports here in the United States. And I think the UFC kind of keeping it in-house, so to speak, is is very much what is handled by most other major sports, at least here in the United States. So I don't think it's really going to change that much, um, you know, in terms of, you know, guys suddenly, you know, using steroids or anything crazy like that. Um, I think this situation really blew up because when USADA put out the statement, you know, basically saying, you know, we're our relationships ending and we wouldn't allow Conor McGregor to have this exemption to fight before he had been tested for six months. It just painted a really bad picture. And then of course, you know, the UFC and I was on the call with a 90 minute, you know, press conference where they rebutted that statement and, you know, kind of went nuclear on, uh, on, on USADA. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just the way it was presented that looked ugly. But I think once January 1st rolls around, I don't know that we're really going to see a huge difference. Uh, okay. UFC 294, Volkanovsky versus Makachev. Uh, looking forward to it Sunday morning. Uh, give us a prediction, Damon, before we let you go. Well, I tell you what, you know, listen, I, you know, I said this on my podcast. I do a podcast with UFC welterweight Matt Brown. I said, there's two guys I could see pulling off upsets on 10 days notice. It's Alexander Volkanovsky and it's Kamara Usman, the guy who took the short notice fight with Hamza Shemaev in the co-main event. Listen, I have a hard time picking against Islam against anybody, but I feel like somebody can do it. It's Alex. And weirdly, I just have a feeling that the confidence that he had from that last fight is going to carry over into this one and him looking so good against Jair, he didn't miss a step. So I'm not saying this because I'm on Australian radio. I'm saying because I believe it. I think, I think Alex, I think Alex could pull off the upset this weekend. I really do. Uh, we know you're not just saying that for our benefit, Damon. Uh, great to chat again, mate. Really appreciate it. Check out all Damon's work. He's the news editor at MMA Fighting. You can do that across Twitter and, of course, Instagram. Great to chat, mate. Enjoy your uh, this fight on Sunday morning. Thanks for having me as always.